Live Creative Now, episode 105. Welcome to Live Creative Now with Melissa Dinwiddie, a weekly podcast to inspire you to create your art and share your work. Because that's how you will change the world. Hello, hello, hello. I am Melissa Dinwiddie, passion pluralite artist, happiness catalyst, and creativity instigator, and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, here to address all your questions about living a full-color creative life. Whether you think of yourself as not artistic, not creative, which is a lie, or you think of yourself as an artist of any kind or anything in between, no matter how you define yourself, feeding your creative hungers makes you feel more alive. It's how you change your life and it's how you change the world. Last night, Miracle Man, MM for short, <laughs> and I sat on the couch for a good hour, I would say, after we ate dinner, for no purpose <laughs> other than to marvel at our new living room. Or more accurately, <laughs> to marvel at our newly reclaimed living room. <laughs> because there was really nothing new in the room except space, space. There was a lot more space because just a few hours before that, before we sat down on the couch after dinner, college hunks hauling junk, hauling company, had come and hauled away a quarter truckload of stuff, stuff that had accumulated all throughout the house. Stuff like a really nice office chair that I got a number of years ago at uh, like a Repo Depot place for a steal. Got it for a great deal. But I hadn't used it for years since I converted my desk to a standing desk, a treadmill desk. I walk while I work a lot of the time. I stand a lot of the time, but I walk usually on a good day, at least an hour and a half, sometimes two or three hours out of my day. And I do not sit anymore. So I had no use for the chair. So... Got rid of that, got rid of several bags of clothing and shoes and handbags that I love, but I just, I'm never going to use anymore. Uh, stuffed animals that were gifts from ex-boyfriends, my ex-husband and a beloved ex-boyfriend that were taking up space. 13 stems of glassware that belonged to my grandmother, which we never use. And honestly, we were only holding on to for sentimental reasons. And I, call, I actually called my mom and I said, hey, mom, 
how would you feel if I gave away those hobnail glasses? And she was really touched that I asked her. (laughs) And she said, you know, I don't want them. So I totally understand if you get rid of them. You know, give them to someone who's actually going to use them. There was this really, really huge fluorescent Torshare lamp, which is dead. (laughs) Got rid of it. Seven, seven racks of music CDs that have been imported to iTunes. I do not need them taking up space in my house. A box of LPs that I was holding on to thinking that I might someday sell them. I'm not going to sell them. I'm not going to take my time. Boxes of assorted tchotchkes that I don't need. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Plus two Ikea basically bookshelf towers that displayed things and held things. Uh, a bookcase that was filled with my husband's books and an Ikea cabinet that held various different items. All of these furniture items lived in the living room and they stored things that we either got rid of or we were able to move because of other things that we got rid of. And you know what? Bless my husband for his (laughs) sudden willingness to release books back to the wild. I seriously did not think that would ever happen because books are the one thing that he like really cherishes. When he moved in with me, that was the one thing that he really brought was he brought some clothes and he brought tons and tons of books. But (laughs) he just on Saturday, we took four enormous boxes of books to the friends of the library, which enabled us to consolidate all of our, all of the books that live, were living in our living room to our one big bookcase, instead of having them spread over three, actually four bookcases. <laughs> So they they now all live in this one big glass IKEA bookcase, plus a few into a spillover rolling cart that also primarily holds photo photo albums. Plus, I have a sewing cabinet that also lives in the in the um, living room because I have uh, some books live in there because I have several very very tall coffee table books which are too tall for, for any bookcases. And I'm not ready to let them go yet because there's only so much releasing a person can do at one time. (laughs) Really, be gentle with yourself. If you don't get to everything, it is like peeling layers off an onion. This for me is like, I've lost track, but it is either the fifth or the sixth, I believe, major clutter bust over the past four years, I think it is. And I still have many pockets to tackle. But hey, you know, as my lousy ex-boyfriend used to say, better is better. Better is better. And the upshot is because of the books and stuff, a quarter of a truckload, remember, because of the books and stuff that we were able to release (laughs) just recently, 
which let me move the remaining books and stuff around, we took four big pieces of furniture completely out of the living room. And the red Poang chair, I have no idea how you pronounce that, but it's an Ikea chair that's very popular. I have a link in the show notes. You can click through and see what this Poang chair looks like. That red chair always felt like it was sort of in the way. Now it fits nicely in the corner, which used to be occupied by this tall Ikea tower unit. But now that the tower unit is gone, the red chair fits there. And the ottoman that goes with the red chair, which always felt really in the way, because <laughs> it really stuck out, now that fits perfectly, perfectly right next to our fake fireplace that's really a heater, but it looks like a fireplace. And our kitty, Nika, has claimed that as her kitty throne. I have a picture of her curled up on her kitty throne. It's totally adorable. And maybe the best part is that now that those Ikea towers are gone, although sadly we've lost some shelf space, which used to display some things that I really loved, suddenly we have some wall space. We never had wall space. We never had enough wall space to display my paintings. And now we have, suddenly we have like two more walls. to display paintings. And open studios are coming up. It's Silicon Valley open studios are coming up and I'm going to be showing and selling my work May 13th through 14th. So that's Mother's Day weekend. So this could not be more timely. It's so wonderful. And anyway, the real point of all of this, (laughs) all this long ramble, the whole point, the whole reason that I wanted to share this with you is that Last night, Monday night, actually, if you're listening to this the day that the podcast goes live, it's actually two nights ago. But last night, as I record this, I was sitting on the sofa with my husband and I was truly marveling at our new space. Now, the reality is it's still very in process. It's still, you know, a little bit messy. There's screws Uh, screw uh, hooks in the walls that used to anchor the Ikea towers to the wall in the event of an earthquake. We have to think about these things in California. If you have a tall unit, you have to anchor it to the wall because if there's an earthquake, it's going to (laughs) fall. It's going to might kill you. So those hooks are still in the wall. And I haven't even started to hang paintings in any kind of thoughtful manner. I (laughs) hung a painting up on the wall on one, one of those one of those hooks. So it's completely not in any kind of um, way that makes any aesthetic sense. (laughs) So the space has been purged, but it has not been thoughtfully decorated yet or anything like that. So uh, when I sent, I, I took a snapshot, a couple snapshots of the space, the spacious spacious space that now has space. It has like airspace in it now. And my mom texted back. It was so cute. My mom texted back, you could be in House Beautiful now. It looks terrific. And my husband quipped, "Mm, maybe House a bit better. (laughs) Because yeah, no, not House Beautiful. But if there were a magazine called House a bit better, yeah, we could be in that because it is so 
much better. I have wanted for years to have more space in our living room. And I have fantasized about moving the sofa beneath the window. And, you know, I have a, we have a neighbor who has the same, all of the, there's 14 units in our townhouse complex and they're all identical. Some are mirror images of the, uh, you know, mirror images, but they're all the same exact layout. And we have a neighbor who has so much more space because she just has less furniture than we do. And, oh, I would love that. And now our, our living room feels more like her living room because we just have less stuff in it. And I was sitting on the sofa and feeling like, wow, we could almost be in one of those Ikea home photo shoots where the couples don't look like clutterbugs. And it feels like nothing short of a miracle. And the way that we got here is twofold. One, you get there when you're ready. That's the first piece. And two, deadlines really help. Once you're ready, deadlines really help. Plus, external accountability. Deadlines and external accountability. Now this, where I am right now, well, there's a coda to this. So this, where we were last night sitting on the sofa, was the closest that I have ever gotten in my entire life to tidiness nirvana in my entire adult life. And it has taken me years. I'm 50 years old. It has taken me this long. And it may not take you that long. It may not take you years. Maybe you'll read the the Marie Kondo book, The Japanese Art of Decluttering or whatever it's called, or you'll maybe you'll hire a professional to help you and you will be off to the races. Boom. For me though, there was so much emotional and psychological attachment to my clutter that I had to peel the layers off a few at a time. And if you go to my blog and you type in the search bar clutter and you dig, you will find some photos that are really horrifying. (laughs) My space, especially my studio, really, really is frightening. It used to be so frightening. Here's the reality. And this is true of decluttering, and it's true of everything, everything. Relationships, establishing a creative practice, establishing any kind of practice. Anything in your life, this is true. Are you ready? (laughs) You're ready when you're ready. And until you're ready, you're not ready. That's it. You're ready when you're ready. And until you're ready, you're not ready. When you're, when you are ready, there is nothing like a deadline, especially with someone else waiting on you. So yesterday I had two college students coming with a truck 
to haul stuff away. (laughs) They were coming between 4 and 6 p.m. So we were highly incentivized to get everything piled up and ready to go before they got here. And it still really irks me that there was uh, a, a, a box of old clippers that my husband had put by the door probably nine or 10 months ago that has been sitting by the door that he has never dealt with and and has become wallpaper and we completely forgot about. And somehow I didn't see it because it was visual wallpaper and that did not get hauled away. And there was (laughs) something else, a, um, like a, a hanger thing that screws into the wall and sticks out. Um, I'm losing the words for it, but you like hang a plant on it or something. And I, it, it, it was underneath one of the tower, the Ikea towers. And I handed it to the guy and I said, Oh, one more thing. Can you take this to the truck? And he said, sure. And then he gave me the thing to pay with my credit card and he set it down and he forgot to take it with him. <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, we are piling up another pile of stuff to either for the <laughs> college hunks hauling junk to take away the next time we hire them or to, you know, take to wherever we take stuff, if we take stuff. Because, you know, this stuff is an ongoing thing, right? It's not like, boom, you're done. There's never, ever going to be stuff to give away. <laughs> it's, it's, it never ends. Anyway, when you're ready, there's nothing like a deadline with someone else waiting on you. On Friday, Joe the Handyman is coming to demo our kitchen at 7.30 in the morning. So we better darn well have everything out of the cabinets before then. And here's an update. In fact, uh, when was it? It was over the weekend, we found black mold in the ceiling of one of our cabinets. And we called, (laughs) called around and got some mold remediation guys to come out and inspect it, uh, do an assessment today. And it turned out that they were able to actually remove the moldy drywall today. So there's if you if 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 there's any buzzing, uh, any odd sound that the microphone is picking up is because there is a very large fan (laughs) downstairs dehumidifying our kitchen as I record this right now. So the upshot is I actually had to get everything out of the kitchen cabinets today. So talk about a deadline. When the incentive is big enough, assuming you're ready, you have to be ready. Readiness is key. When the incentive is big enough and you're ready, you will find a way to make it happen if you have a deadline. Before then, if you are not ready, it doesn't matter how much you might want it. If you're not ready, you're not ready. I wanted to have a spacious, tidy environment for decades, and I wasn't ready, so I was unable to make it happen. 
don't beat yourself up for not being ready. As my motto is, don't beat yourself up, love yourself up, do what you are ready for in the meantime, keep peeling those layers off of that onion and little by little, you will get there. The way it works for me, and of course, your mileage may vary, everybody's different. The way it works for me is sometimes it's little by little, tiny little bits. Maybe sometimes it's tiny and daily, sometimes it's tiny and monthly. (laughs) And then sometimes it's massive, massive movement in huge, enormous bursts like this. And when you finally do your equivalent of moving those big Ikea towers, you never know what might what you might find. When I moved that, there was a big Ikea tower. When you opened our front door, the first thing you saw straight in front of you was basically the, the end cap of a sliding door closet. It's like the side wall of a sliding door closet. And that's that end cap was where this Ikea tower stood. And it stood there for 11 years, (laughs) because that's how long I've lived in this place. And when that Ikea tower went away, there were lots of kitty fluffs and spider webs that had accumulated over the years. But there was also a painting of four, four by six, a little over four inches by six inches painting that I had made on a panel years and years ago in a workshop with the Friends of Calligraphy. I have no idea how it ended up on the floor underneath that tower unit, but I'd completely forgotten about it. And it was covered with spiderwebs and kitty fluffs, but it's in perfectly fine condition. And there it was underneath that tower. It was like a treasure waiting for me. I took a picture of it. It's in the show notes. You can see it there. You never know what you might find, what you will find. Treasures await when you're ready. So onward ho. And now it is time for something cool. This week's something cool is drum roll, drum roll, please. Chickpea water. Otherwise known as the spiffy, fancified name of aqua faba. It's a totally made up name. It just means bean water. But if you go to the show notes at livecreativenow.com slash 105, because this is episode 105, you'll see this really neat animated gif of what you can do. One of the things you can do with aqua faba. It turns out that well, for, chickpeas are basically miracle food. First, I discovered a few years ago that chickpea flour makes farinata, which is basically the most delicious gluten-free flatbread, pizza crust, and quiche or crustless quiche substitute ever. If you mix it, it's just like basically, I don't know I've used that word, it, three times already. Chickpea flour, olive oil and water, farinata, 
just do a Google search. It is the most amazing thing ever. It also makes wonderful crepes. It lets me make latkes, potato pancakes, but I, I make it with zucchini, vegetable pancakes without using eggs or flour because I am sensitive to both wheat and eggs, among other things. So I already have decided that chickpeas are a miracle food. Then recently, within the past few years, uh, this guy named Goose Volt, Volt, I don't know how you pronounce his name, who is a software engineer and a vegan food enthusiast, he discovered that the water left over from boiling chickpeas can be whipped just like egg whites. You know how you whip egg whites to make meringues and mousse and fluffy, fluffy things? Well, you can do the same thing with chickpea water. It's amazing. And I have included links in the show notes to an article by the Vegan Society called 20 Amazing Things You Can Do with Aquafaba, which will blow your mind. Basically, everything you can do with egg whites, you can do with aquafaba. And I am so incredibly excited because, oh, 15 years ago or so, I discovered that I am sensitive to eggs and I have missed out on a ton of foods, mousses, meringues, macaroons, all kinds of wonderful, yummy foods. So needless to say, I am pretty, pretty excited about aquafaba. Now, so far, I've only used it to make one thing, coconut macaroons. And full confession, I was missing one of the three, <laughs> three called for ingredients in the recipe, which is this particular recipe called for coconut aquafaba and brown rice syrup. And I didn't have brown rice syrup. And my husband said, Oh, just use maple syrup. And I just wasn't thinking. If I were thinking, I would have thought, well, I can't use maple syrup because it's much wetter than brown rice syrup. And it's sweeter than brown rice syrup. So I need to adjust the uh, the amounts. But I just wasn't thinking. So I used the exact same amount. And of course, the recipe came out uh, too wet and too sweet. Um, so I cooked it, I baked it a l- little bit longer, and they they did work. They did work, but they were a little on the soft side and a little on the sweet side. But they were edible, a little too sweet for my taste, but they uh, I ate them. <laughs> and they, they did work. And when that bean water whipped into a froth, oh my God, it was so exciting. I have to tell you. So that is this week something cool? Uh, I'm not about to (laughs) make a whole bunch more uh, aquafaba experiments, because our kitchen is completely torn apart for our kitchen (laughs) remodel. But once we have a working kitchen again, I cannot wait to try making aquafaba and I have a bunch of cans of chickpeas (laughs) just waiting. Just waiting to try. I have a a couple more links in the show notes. One to an article in the New York Times 
called Vegans Whip Up a Secret Weapon, Aquafaba, and one in Bon Appetit, Everything You Need to Know About Aquafaba, the Vegan Wonder Ingredient, which is just a little more information about Aquafaba. But the one that looks the most exciting is 20 Amazing Things You Can Do with Aquafaba, which is also in the show notes. So that is this week's Something Cool. I hope you try it. If you do, let me know. Let me know how it goes. So that's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're getting value out of this podcast, the best way to thank me is to tell your friends. And I would really, really appreciate it if you would hop over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. If you need step-by-step instructions, just go to livecreativenow.com slash iTunes dash review. That is livecreativenow.com slash iTunes hyphen review. And I walk you through how to log into iTunes and leave that rating and review. You totally, totally make my day. And I might actually read your review on another episode. Here is what Chubbly had to say. Chubbly left a five-star review. Chubbly wrote... Awesome podcast. I just found this podcast and can't listen enough. I've already listened to a few episodes twice. I love Melissa's voice and energy. Thank you, Chubbly. I so appreciate it. It really, really means a lot to me that you took the time to leave a review. Your review does not have to be long. It just needs to be honest and heartfelt. And again, you would totally make my day if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave me that review. That is it. If you have any questions about living a full color creative life that you would love to see me, hear me address on the show, hop on over to livecreativenow.com slash questions and leave me, let me know what your question is. You can shoot me an email. You can leave me a voicemail at that link, livecreativenow.com slash questions. That is it. Until next until next time thanks again for joining me and go get creating subscribe at livecreativenow.com